Hey, it's Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast peeps? Hope everybody's doing amazing today. Uh, it's one of those uh, special shows, just uh, exclusive for you uh, podcast people. Uh, and it's an intriguing subject that I want to go through. I want to talk about 11 principles of prosperity. And I think some of these are obvious and you know them and know of them. And some of them may not be. Some of them may, you may find surprising. So uh, I think it's going to be a powerful show and I hope you'll share this one with the people in your world. Uh, and before we get into that, let me just say, hey, welcome to everybody from Austria. Uh, I actually did an event there uh, about a week ago and, you know, about more than a thousand people there. And it's funny, we were being translated into 10 different languages. So I didn't think there'd be that many English speakers there. Uh, but Austria has now entered the top 10 of the podcast. Uh, they came in at number nine. Uh, and Finland has moved up. Finland's number 10. So Spain and Mexico have dropped out of the uh, top 10. So you bet, guys in Spain and Mexico, you better get after it. And I want to say a special thank to Gislin or Gislin uh, and Jack. Jakubex, Jakub, yeah, Jakubex, I guess. Those two people both put uh, five-star reviews on iTunes, and I really appreciate it. Those are the only reviews I've had so far. Uh, so, and I know a lot of you don't, you're listening on, we're on like uh, 12 or 15 different platforms, so not everybody's on iTunes, but I sure appreciate you guys who are who will do the ratings. So let's talk about these 11 principles. And I'm gonna start with number 11 and work my way up. And uh, this one you're gonna, you're gonna know because we talked about it uh, last week, I think, on the, on the Wednesday show. But anyway, number 11 is prosperity comes from circulation, not stagnation. Uh, and the example is, of course, water. If we put water is just in a pool, it gets stagnant and it's not drinkable. But so I want you to think of, of prosperity as this free flowing river. It's all about circulating prosperity. Um, and this is where I think you really see uh, where the breakthroughs can be because you have to be willing to be open to, let's call uh, what Eric Butterworth would say, divine dissatisfaction. Uh, meaning that there are things that you're not satisfied with in your life and you want to change them. And that's a great thing. So many people beat themselves up over that um, or think they're greedy or because there's a lot of this um, uh, kind of Zen uh, philosophy out there that just reduce your needs to where you are and then you're going to be happy. And I really don't buy into that. I, I do believe that uh, the universe is sometimes tapping on your mind and saying, hey, 
you could do this. Hey, you could have this. Hey, you could become this. And it's, it's that challenge that makes us better when we listen to that little uh, small still voice. Uh, you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable is part of this. Uh, if you look at the innovations like Uber uh, and uh, Airbnb, Amazon, right? Uh, innovations always come from being uncomfortable. And I think that's uh, part of this whole circulation thing that uh, you just, you're always giving away, you're always, re you're giving and receiving all the time, but it's it's in circulation. And so I'm, I'm kind of doing it more in the mindset and the, the way you think uh, context as opposed to the, the ways that we talked about it uh, last week. Number 10 is, is very related to 11. You must create a vicious symbiotic cycle of receiving and giving. Uh, and I say vicious cycle, be, you know, being cute, of course, because uh, you hear that all the time for bad things. That, oh, he's in a vicious, I'm in a vicious cycle. Hey, how about a vicious cycle of good? Uh, and the giving and receiving, this is where we're practicing the, the circulation that we just talked about. Um, and I did a blog that I, I would kind of reference here because I was titled Your Greatest Gift. And one of the greatest gifts that you can give other people is to be willing to accept it graciously when they want to give you a gift. How many of us, and I've dealt with this many, many times, somebody gives us a compliment, oh, this old dress, oh, these old shoes, oh, this, you know, we just brush it off because we can't accept a compliment. Or a gift, why, oh no, you shouldn't have done that, no, you don't have to give me, no, it's not. No, that's, you're denying people their prosperity when you don't accept a gift or a compliment from them. So, Let's make that one of your things for this week that you're going to work on accepting compliments, accepting gifts, receiving gifts when people want to give them. Uh, and then, of course, you're going to keep circulating. And um, the other thing that I wrote about in the blog is the greatest gift you could ever give another person is helping them raise their expectations helping them raise their aspirations. Uh, I think that's the, the, I consider myself a pretty strong leader and I've demonstrated some pretty powerful results with my leadership in, in, the, in my life and nonprofits and the business world as well. Uh, and a real reason for that is my ability to see people's greatness sometimes before they see it themselves and then letting them know about it and letting them know that they're capable of becoming more and that I see that talent, I see that gift in them. Uh, and that's one of the greatest gifts you can give the people in your world. So keep an eye out for that. People that you could help them raise their 
expectations of themselves because you you know you're surrounded by a bunch of people with limited limited beliefs and negative mind viruses and low self-esteem and anything you can do that is positive is uh, going to be circulating prosperity giving in a really positive way all right number nine embrace the harmony of chaos and I use that term because that actually almost was the title of my book, Risky is the New Safe. Uh, ended up going with Risky, but uh, for uh, the working draft while I was writing it was Harmony of Chaos. Because uh, I believe that's where the biggest prosperity breakthroughs come. Uh, if you remember the, on the breakthrough show we did, nobody's having breakthroughs in their comfort zone, right? We have breakthroughs when we get uncomfortable. And um, that's the, the, the same thing if you looked at these innovation and disruptive companies, where do they come from? They, it's the harmony of chaos. So what I think most people are doing, and it's a big mistake, big, big mistake, so many people today are trying to get more comfortable, more routine, more uh, not having to take a chance, more never having to be rejected, more never having to risk anything. And that's a big mistake, guys. It's really important that you allow yourself to take chances, to take risks, and, and realize that Sometimes your, your really uh, big accomplishments, the, the things, your goals, the achievements you, you make are going to come because you were so crazy and there was so much going on and it seemed so chaotic, but that, that created a positive tension that allowed you to think in a different way. It got you out of your rut, right? We have... Uh, I think the number was like when I was studying uh, thoughts and I think it was like the average person has like 60,000 thoughts a day, but like 90% of them are the same thoughts every day. And I got to brush my teeth, take the cap off the toothpaste, going to brush my hair, right? So the and neuroscientists have proven that the, these thoughts that we have every day, they go through the same neural pathway in your brain. They literally create ruts in your brain. Um, and this is where that's just, uh, uh, you know, where the, the chaos can actually be helpful to you. All right, let's get into number eight, which is prosperity is created in the mind first. Every great thing, every great accomplishment, everything that really matters for you in your life is created twice. First, it's created in your mind with your vision, your desire to see that happen, setting it as a goal, making a decision, and then it's uh, manifest a second time on the physical plane. But that's where dream boards, affirmations, uh, setting goals, those things are really powerful because they're programming your subconscious mind. You're creating 
the target to shoot at. And if you don't have a target to shoot at, uh, it's really hard to hit anything of substance, right? You want to make it work. And so um, you've got to create a vision, a powerful vision in your mind of what you want to happen. Uh, and like for me, if I look at my business today and my career, and I'm just, I'm sitting here, I'm in my Miami place and I'm in my living room, I'm staring out. Uh, I've got this wraparound view. I live on this little island between Miami and Miami Beach. And um, it's my vision that I had many, many years ago, which was I wanted to create a business where I could work from home, have homes around the world, uh, and just be able to do my business by you know opening up my laptop on the Champs-Élysées in Paris or under a palm tree in Hawaii or on the beach in Costa Rica or hanging out in you know uh, Hyde Park in Sydney. Uh, and that's what I manifested for myself. But that was, uh, you know, that, that's the second time. The first time was I created that picture in my mind, my outcome of, hey, what would my perfect day look like? Because if I know my perfect day, then I would kind of know what's my perfect business, my perfect career. Uh, and so I'm a big believer in that. So I hope you'll uh, really take that to heart. Number seven is you can't outgive the universe. And I know because I've been trying to do it for 30 some years. You simply can't do it uh, because there's so much good. There's so much abundance. And it's so hard to, 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 to recognize that sometimes because if you're watching the Chirons on the news networks while you're working out in the gym or, God forbid, you actually watch a news show, uh, I mean, everything is just skewed to report the negative, the bad, the, the, the crashes and the injuries and the robberies and the rapes and the murders. But there is so many, so much overwhelming good stuff that outweighs all that stuff. Just kind people doing kind things every day. And it's when you're circulating prosperity like we're talking and you're giving and receiving, you're just going to find you can't outgive the universe. Because the more you put out there, I, I, to me, it isn't you give and you get back. I think it's like a factor of at least 10 or 100. So when you tithe, uh, when you give to charity, when you do a random act of kindness, when you help somebody out, when you mentor somebody, when you coach a peewee football or a soccer or a little league team, all of those kind of things you're giving out to the universe and you're going to get back in multiples of that. And it doesn't come the same way. I mean, people uh, say, well, how do I know? You know, you may give, it's the holiday season now. I hope you'll uh, consider Toys for Tots, which is uh, the Marines run it. Uh, and it's given toys to children who wouldn't have them for the holiday and so if you give some toys you know you donate some toys to that charity let's say or charity water uh you 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 help them build wells for people who don't have drinking water 
uh, I promise you, it, it comes back, but it may be for a, an estranged family member starts, reaches out to you again. Uh, it just comes back in all kind of different ways that you can't you know, exactly track the cause and effect, but believe me, it comes back and it comes back in multiples. Uh, number six, I don't even know how to title this. I've just gone back and forth, back and forth on this. And uh, here's, here's where I'm at at the moment. Uh, prosperity cannot be created from negative actions. And why well, I was struggling on this and how to tie it, but because here's what I mean by negative actions. I mean anti-enlightenment actions long-term, meaning they, that if you have a business and it's destroying the environment, even though it, it, so it could be really profitable in the short term, I don't believe it can create prosperity in the long term because that's anti-universe, anti-prosperity, anti-enlightenment, whatever, however we want to label this. Meaning, so we've got to look at always the long-term thing. Are we doing the right thing for the world around us? Because a big part of prosperity is living in happiness and harmony with the world around us. And so when we're taking actions that, hey, well, you know, it's, I really need the money and I, want to, I know it's not the right thing to do, but I, I need to make this money, you cannot create real prosperity from that. Number five is going to piss off some people because it's uh, victimhood is voluntary. Now, you know, I say it's going to piss off some people because invariably when I talk about this at seminars or workshops in the blog, uh, people like, don't you understand? I'm an innocent victim. You know, don't you? If you knew what she did to me and if, you know, if... I get, I, I really get, I'm not trying to be glib, I'm not trying to be judgmental, I'm not trying to be condescending. Uh, I get, you got, the, the, everybody listening is dealing with some things, you, a horrific medical diagnosis. You've lost a loved one, you've been abused, you've been raped, you've been, uh, uh, you know, you were stolen from. I get it, but here's what I'm talking about. It's not that you won't occasionally be victimized. I think we all can get victimized by different things that are going on in the world. But it's, there's a difference between uh, being a victim because you just happen to be sitting at the red light waiting for it to change, waiting for it to change and somebody came and rear-ended your car and injured your back and destroyed your, totaled your car. Right? You were victimized. You, you didn't cause that. You didn't create it. And no, I'm not going to say you attracted it. Uh, maybe 20 years ago I would have said that. I wouldn't say that today. I would say there really are random things that just happen that we don't have any or almost any control over. Um, but victimhood is when we choose to remain a victim as opposed to 
responding to being victimized by saying, okay, what is the lesson I can learn from this? What is the good that can come from this? Where do I want to go from here? Um, I, you know, I was working with a guy in a you know, business and he just kept, I, I, I bet 15 times he talked about how broke he was because his ex-wife cleaned him out in the divorce and she was so evil and mean and whatever. And it's like, you know, every time, so I'd be saying like, hey, why don't you do this? Oh, I don't have the money for that. My ex-wife, that divorce, blah, blah, blah. you know. And now let's assume that he was the victim of a evil, mean, vindictive woman in a divorce, which I don't believe. You know, I, I know there's two sides to every story, right? But let's suppose that he's actually right, that she was this mean, nasty woman and she took him to the cleaners. Finally, you know, I'm hearing this all the time. I'm like, you know, when did this happen? You know, when did you get divorced anyway? It was 15 years ago. In today's world, we live in the greatest time of human history, right? There has never been a better time to be alive, to be an entrepreneur, to innovate, to open business. All the barriers are down, mobile apps and uh, internet and it's opened up. There's so many opportunities that if you're still talking about your divorce from 15 years ago, you're just living in victimhood, right? And that is a volunteer position. So that's my take on that. Number four, prosperity is infinite. The true things of prosperity are infinite. Love, harmony, peace. These are not finite resources. You can't say, okay, there's only so much gold in the ground and that's it it's a finite resource the the true prosperity like money right? people say you know there's not enough money i can't money is not a finite resource money's just a meme money's just a mind virus right it's just a, a a way we use to uh trade and barter because it's easier than instead of trading cows for tennis rackets or uh, chairs for automobiles, we've come up with this thing of money. But the whole concept in and of itself is just a meme, right? The US dollar be, to be worth what it's worth, that's just a mind virus, right? It was, uh, I think, I don't know, 71, 72 when Nixon took the, the US dollar off the gold standard. So there, there is no inherent uh, value of a dollar or pretty much every currency around the world, right? The government says, like if you live in Venezuela, and I know we've got some listeners down there, hey, do you guys, I know you're going through some really tough times, uh, and the, you know, the government there is devaluing the currency by thousands of percent uh, on a regular basis, right? It's just meaningless, right? So that's just, don't think of money as a finite resource. It's not. Money is created uh, in different ways. Like there's different currencies, right? But how do we get money? We solve problems and we add value. And there's no limit to the amount of value that you can create. So that means there's no limit to the amount of money that you could uh, attract to yourself. And think of it, you know, like love. 
Is love finite? No, the more love you give away, the more love you get back. Hugs, what are you going to say? Somebody says, hey, give me a hug. You're going to say, well, no, I, you know, I've only got seven left and I'm going home to visit the family and I need to save them. No, the more hugs you give away, the more you're going to give back. And then the other thing that really comes into play here is belief, right? Belief can be infinite. And, and this is where, again, going back to this helping other people raise their aspirations. If you will go out to the people in your world and show them you believe in them and give them that confidence where they have to borrow a little of your belief because they haven't come to it themselves, that comes back to you so many times. And it's infinite. You could do that on an infinite basis. All right, number three, this will be another uh, quizzical one, controversial perhaps, I don't know. Uh, reality isn't real. Now, let's be very clear. I'm not one of these uh, crazy moonbeam and unicorn people who thinks I can sit home and watch this secret and my Lamborghini is going to drive itself up into my driveway because I wished it to be so. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. But what I'm talking about is when I say reality isn't real, is you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. Everything is filtered, right? So if you have limiting beliefs, it skews what you think is reality. And so uh, if you saw my blog the other day, I talked about uh, it being impossible. And the things people say are impossible usually are simply difficult. If we, in 1950, if I told you about the idea of a cell phone, you'd say that was impossible. A fax machine, you'd say that was impossible. The, I mean, stuff that happens every day now, all these innovations, this mobile apps and technology that we're developing and gene splicing and all those things that I, I talked about in the Risky book and the Mad Genius book, uh, a lot of people thought they were impossible. They would say, that those aren't real. And that's what I, why I bring this up as a principle of prosperity, is you've got to understand that reality is subjective in the sense of you're filtering it and you're creating a reality based on your beliefs. And if you change your beliefs, you change your reality. So instead of saying, well, you know, I'm 20 years old and I didn't even graduate from college and I don't have any rich family and I don't have any rich friends and I can't go into business for myself, that's just, that's not real. That's a fake reality that you've cre you're creating for yourself. There's never been a better time for you to go in business for yourself, if that's what you want to do. And I'm not saying you should, you know, some of you want to be entrepreneurs, some of you want to work jobs. Either way is fine, whatever you want to do. But just know that uh, before you say something is impossible, before you perceive reality in a certain way, be willing to go back and do the questioning, the, the critical thinking of, hey, mm, is that really the, the reality or is that my filter 
of reality. All right, insight number two. <clears throat> to manifest prosperity requires creating voids in your life. To manifest prosperity requires creating voids in your life. And you can't have it all. It's nice. There was actually a book that uh, with that title. You can have it all. No, you can't. And it was actually a good book. But no, you can't really have it all. Nobody can have it all. We all have to make choices. We all have to set what our priorities are, what our values are, and decide, okay, what are the things that really are important to me? and that I really do want to invest the time and resources and energy and thoughts to pursue. And then we've got to create space for that. And uh, uh, maybe a week, two weeks ago, we t I talked about the vacuum law of prosperity a little. Uh, I think either on this show or the blog, now I can't even remember, but uh, recently uh, I talked about the vacuum principle, which is if you create a vacuum, the universe fills it with good. And we, if we're holding on to something, if you're clutching something in your hands, nobody can give you anything because your hands are clenched. So sometimes we have to release things first. We have to let go. Uh, yeah, I think it was the blog. Letting go was the name of it, I think. So you got to be willing to let go. And this could be in the practical application, right? When we talk about uh, creating a void, if you want some new clothes, well, go clean your closet and take out the clothes you haven't worn, don't fit you anymore, you haven't worn them in a two years, and donate them to a homeless shelter, right? Create a void there, create a vacuum. Uh, and then you can attract some new clothes. You'll have a space for them to be. Um, but it's, you know, I look at the, the, just the horrific uh, polarization that's happening in the United States politically, in the UK, in Germany, in France, in Australia, um, so many countries around the world, uh, just bitter, divisive, nasty, personal attacks. Uh, between the the major political viewpoints, they're you know usually conservative and liberal, although they use different terms in different countries. But the people used to be able to just debate ideas, right? And and now it's just these personal attacks and nastiness and whatever. Um, that's um, you know that's a belief. That's a a belief that these people have. Okay. My way is the right way, those guys are wrong, and that makes them evil. Well, you'll never have harmony with those people until you let go of that belief. You create a void and say, you know, I, you know I'm not going to judge those people. I, you know, I've got to understand that they have got their life experience, they have their opinion, they, they may have a different view of this, and I can have a cordial uh, discourse with them uh, and, and see where we could agree on, right? But you have to be willing to let go. So whether it's hate, vengeance, uh, uh, racism, uh, any kind of judgmental thing like that, if you're willing to create a void, then you allow the 
you allow yourself to pull something into that void and replace it. And that really leads me to the number one thing. And I think it's uh, very interrelated with number two. So number one would be forgiveness is freedom. Forgiveness is freedom. And I, this is why I've, I've kept this at number one on the list. Because I think that's the thing that's really tripping up a lot of people in terms of manifesting their prosperity. Is they're not willing to create that void, right? They're not willing to forgive someone. Uh, so they're hanging on to vengeance. And if you're hanging on to vengeance or getting even, uh, there, you, you can't have love in your heart if you have vengeance in your heart, right? You've got to create that void like we're talking about. And here, the, the one we're talking about is forgiveness because everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does things. We, we, we look back and we're just horrified that we did it. But we all do that, right? And every, we've got to be willing to forgive because this is the ultimate prosperity thing. And, it, and I get, I mean, like, again, I, I know people could write me or put in the comments, oh, a drunk driver killed my daughter. And listen, I, 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 you know, I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say when I hear things like that. They're so horrible. But I know that hanging on to hate or vengeance for the person who did that, it's, it doesn't serve you and it, it prevents you from manifesting your prosperity. Uh, and I don't just talk this, I mean, I practice this. Uh, uh, if, if you read my earlier books, you know I got shot by a crackhead in Miami, in the cocaine cowboy days of Miami. And I forgave him. Why did I forgive him? Listen, he was just doing the best he could with what he was a crackhead. He's hopped up. He needed his next fix. He was trying to rob me. He thought, well, if I kill this guy, then he can't call the cops, I guess. He just, I don't know his backstory. I don't know what got him to that point. But I recognize he just was doing what he could do. And I forgave him because, and it isn't, as much for him as it is for me is I can't I don't want to go forward carrying that hate and vengeance and and poison in my heart I I want to be prosperous remember you can be a victim or you can be a victor but you can't be both you have to choose so if I'm gonna if I'm if you see when you refuse to forgive somebody then you're just you're doing the victimhood is voluntary thing you're you know you're volunteering to be a victim so you can talk the rest of your life about this person who did this horrific thing to you so um i forgave that guy right then when i went to the hospital right i wake up in the post-surgery doctor said i says everything went fine um you know we got the bullet out and um while we were in there, we took out your appendix. I'm like, what? Isn't the appendix on the other side from where the gunshot was? Yeah, yeah, but it's just, it's standard procedure, you know. We just, whenever we open up somebody, because, you know, you don't need it, and you might have appendicitis later, so we just get it while we're in there. And I'm like, you cut an organ? You took an organ out of my body without 
asking me? I was just apoplectic, right? Uh, and then, uh, you guys who've been to my Prosperity Power Weekend have heard the whole story of the two years of misery I was in because they didn't take out the bullet. He told me he, he got the bullet out, but he didn't. And I didn't know that. And I was having all these medical issues for two years and going to every specialist and infectious diseases and everything. And then finally, two years into this, we do a GI tract thing and, and uh, the nurse comes in with the x-rays or the film and says, uh, oh, I see that they left the bullet inside you. Is that because it's located next to your spine? I'm like, what? <laughs> Let me see that. And it's like, I mean, I couldn't even imagine how did, how could he say that, right? And so, but I had to forgive him and realize, you know what? Those, him, that doctor and all those nurses and uh, everybody in that medical team, the ambulance drivers, they saved my life. I was dying, okay? And they saved my life. So, you know what? I'm going to be grateful for that and celebrate that and forgive them for the things they did that I didn't particularly care for or wish they would have done. But you know what? Hey, let's talk about the big picture stuff, right? So forgiveness is so important. And I cannot end this uh, podcast without talking about the most difficult person to forgive. And you already know who I'm going to say, because you figured it out. Yes, it's you. Uh, here's the thing. We, we know every bad thought we have ever had, right? When you were best friends with your girl Susie in school, and but secretly you wanted to kiss her boyfriend, you know you had that thought. And you've been beating yourself up with it all the time. And, and so we watch these people on TV and movies and these idealized, ide, idealized, idealized versions of life. And we see famous people and we see them being interviewed on the Jimmy Fallon show. And they seem so put together and perfect. And then we think we're so imperfect and they're so together. No, everybody has those issues. Everybody does stupid things. Everybody does things they regret. Everybody does things. And some of it's horrific things. Uh, you know, being in jail for armed robbery when I was 15. I mean, do, do you know the, the horrible things that I did at that stage of my life when I you know, teenage alcoholic, teenage drug addict, and just horrible things. But I had to forgive myself, and you have to forgive yourself too. For the marriage that you blew up, for the horrible job of belief you created in your children, for the business failure that cost 10 people their life savings, whatever it is, at some, you know, this is part of being human is we err, we make mistakes, 
We have to learn from those mistakes. And sometimes, you know, it'd be nice if we could just listen to podcasts and read books and do everything perfect. But unfortunately, we usually need to go out in the real world and make some real mistakes and do some things that we regret. Uh, so you have got, I'm beseeching you, please forgive yourself because that's going to hold you back from prosperity if you don't do that. So I hope you found these 11 uh, principles helpful. I think they really can make a difference in your life. If you really do the work on these, they can, it can transform your prosperity. Uh, and you really can live a magnificent uh, version. You, you know, it'll help you become the highest possible version of yourself. And that's what it's all about. All right, remember, please, if you're on iTunes, rate this. And listen, a lot of you listen to these, but you haven't subscribed. And don't think I didn't notice. Don't think I'm not checking up on you. So please, hit the subscribe button so that you make sure you get all the shows. All right, guys, have an amazing day. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube, uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.